This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real would smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox sports radio hour two on this thursday dan and the danettes dan patrick show celtic hall of famer paul pierce will join us coming up a little bit Get his thoughts on who is the league MVP. John Morant played 24 minutes, came off the bench, had 17 points. Grizzlies beat the Rockets, clinching the divisional title for the second consecutive year. And I wonder, as I've heard John Morant with a couple of different interviews, he sat down with Jalen Rose. He also met with the media. And part of the return is, all right, the contrition. The act of contrition. I have to come back, say I'm sorry. I've learned from all of this. And maybe he has. It doesn't matter what he says. It's what he does. And I'm more concerned about what happens in the offseason when you have downtime, free time. Because basketball is pretty structured. That you have to be here at this time. There's shoot around at this time. There is downtime, certainly on the road. But it's a more structured life. John Morant... In the offseason, that's where I think we're going to find out if there is this act of contrition and he truly believes what he's been telling us. Because sometimes you're told what to tell us, but you have to believe it in telling us. And I just didn't believe what he was saying. It just felt like somebody wrote this down. Here's some bullet points. Make sure you stress these. I've learned from it. Uh, then he comes back and says, nobody's going to change John Moran. Well, I hope John Morant changes John Morant. And last night, you got a chance to see him on the basketball floor, and he looked great. Warriors beat the Mavs. The uh, Warriors have now won back-to-back road games for the first time in two months. A couple of, uh, well, there's a couple of moments there. An odd moment at the end of the third quarter where Golden State got the ball under their own basket, and the Mavs thought they were getting the ball at half court, and that's when you had some confusion there. Mark Cuban sent out a tweet after the game. Probably going to be fine for that. I'll read you. Uh, let's see. Here's the bold print on this. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basket. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. That'll cost Mark. 
what Luca did during the game, he gave the money sign to an official as if to say, are you being paid off here? That's going to cost him as well, or at least it should. But watching it last night, uh, the Mavericks need to look at this and go, we can make this call a scapegoat, but we still lost at home to a team that's not very good on the road. Yes, they're the Warriors, but we should win this game. Even though they didn't have Kyrie, you should win this game. Uh, Lucas struggled at the end of the game, still ended up with 30 and I think, what, 17 assists. But Golden State, and maybe Golden State gets it right. Maybe they figure this out because I've had my doubts. I had no doubt last year, zero. I thought they were the best team, and uh, they showed that. This year, uh, you know, it started in preseason. It started with Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. I was waiting for Kaminga to step up, and we saw that last night. He looked really good, but they're going to need help. Without Wiggins, uh, Clay Thompson has played well. Can they piece it all together and do it in time to be a real factor here in the playoffs? Uh, so we'll talk to Paul Pierce, who he thinks is the MVP. I talked to somebody in the league office yesterday, and I said, uh, what do you think's happening here that this shift is going to Joel Embiid? And he, uh, who I talked to, he said, uh, voter fatigue. It's voter fatigue for uh, the Joker. And that they're looking for something. And, it, and it's not that Joel Embiid has not played great, because he has, although he got injured last night. But... Is he going to be the MVP? And I think he's going to be. But it feels like it shifted when Kendrick Perkins brought up the voters and our, you know, white voters voting for the for Joker to win the MVP. And then it felt like, even though he got criticized, there were a lot of people that maybe started to reassess this consciously, subconsciously, and then look back or look over Joel Embiid's stats. You want to give him the MVP? That's fine. I just found it real curious that that momentum shifted greatly because I had DraftKings odds for who was going to win the MVP, and it was Joker. He was winning. And I, it's as if a light bulb went on collectively with the media, and they're like, wait, are we going to put the Joker in with Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell? We can't do that. Uh, who can we give it to? Well, you could give it to Giannis. And, you know, he's earned that before, but didn't get the MVP one of those years. Uh, we've been waiting for Luka to step up. That's not happening. Uh, Embiid has played great. I think we've always wondered how healthy will he be? Uh, what kind of contributions is he going to get come playoff time? Uh, and that'll be, the, that'll be the big key. Is this team a formidable team once they get to the playoffs? And make no mistake about it, what you do in the playoffs does impact these voters in the next year or the year after that. They're like, yeah, but they were one and done. Or they didn't even get to the conference finals. As if what you do during the regular season to be the most valuable player, uh, you know, that should, that should factor with your postseason performance. And it shouldn't, but it does. Because I remember, you know, Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP. They bowed out in the first round. And all of a sudden... People are like second-guessing, should I have voted Dirk MVP? Like, well, he did win a title and beat the Miami Heat. Yeah, Paul? It, it's kind of the opposite this year in the NFL. I got the preseason NFL MVP odds. Josh Allen was the overwhelming favorite. He didn't close it out this year. He had a good year, but almost like a little less than expected. Mahomes was second. Herbert was third. He didn't close it out. Tom Brady had an off year. Aaron Rodgers had an off year. 
Then Joe Burrow, who was sixth in the odds, he did step up. Yeah. So it's like Mahomes is kind of the default guy right now. If someone doesn't step up, it's Mahomes to win. Yeah, and it felt like the media was just saying, come on, Josh, everybody's rooting for you. Or maybe Joe Burrow. It, it, voter fatigue happens, whether it's conscious or subconscious. It does. You're waiting, looking for another story. And it happened in the NBA. It happened when I was voting with Barkley and Carl Malone. Wonderful years. Teams were great. Both those teams lost to Jordan and the Bulls. But voter fatigue, like, uh, can I give this to him again? And I think that's what happened here with, I mean, the Joker's still putting up triple doubles every night. And they're, they're winning. Best team in the West. That should be the criteria. And maybe if he didn't have an MVP or only had one, maybe he would still be the MVP this year. But we'll talk to Paul Pierce about that. You got uh, basketball coming up uh, later on today and tonight. You got Michigan State. Michigan State's now favored by one and a half over K State. This, is according to DraftKings, Arkansas is getting four and a half against Connecticut. Florida Atlantic getting five against Tennessee, and Gonzaga getting one and a half against UCLA. Also. With everything that happened at the World Baseball uh, Classic, I was curious, what are the over-under odds? What, what are the, what's the number for the Angels' win total this year? We got to see Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and I wonder if there's a lot of people going, hey, I'm going to jump on the Angels' bandwagon. The over-under for wins, according to DraftKings, as of this morning... Todd, I'll start with you. How many wins does Vegas think the Angels are going to have? 76 and a half. 76. That's pretty good. Seaton O'Connor. Say 85. 85. Okay. Yeah, I'll go positive. All right. Marvin? 81 and a half. All right. Paulie? 73 and a half. 82 and a half. 82 and a half. So we're going to have an average year, basically. Does that Sounds get you? Right. Does that get you into the playoffs? Will eighty-two and a half get you into the playoffs? Yes, Todd. Road wild card game and bounced. Oh, you think so? Well, I just want to know if if you win 80, 83 games, are you getting into the? I can see them getting a road wild card game out of that record if they go over. Yes, Paul. You would have needed eighty-six wins to Ooh. make the playoffs in the American League last year. Okay. See ya. All right. Who's taking the over Angels 82 and a half? No. No. <laughs> well, I said 85 when okay. we were guessing, so All right. I'll do it. I will, too, because I tend to skew positive, unlike Fritzy. Came out on fire Very in, negative in a lately. negative way. Negative poll questions. Yes. Oddly negative. Yes, Marv. <laughs> but if they don't do it, it's not Mike Trout's fault. <laughs> he did everything he could. That's always been sort of the uh, you know the vantage point when you watch the Angels. Hey, it's not Mike Mike Trout's fault. Nobody else is any good on that team. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, Paul. Who do you think is going to expected to be by Vegas the worst team in baseball this year? There's two teams fighting for the title. This team was won a World Series with Marlins. Oh no, the Marlins are are in decent shape. They're kind of in the middle. Okay, seventy six and a half is their over under. Okay, the. Washington Nationals and the ooh, Oakland Athletics ooh, expected ooh. to win about 60 games, and that's not going to get you to playoffs. No, it's check. not. But it might get you to Vegas right. if you're the Oakland A's. Weren't the Nationals in the World Series? Yes, they were. 
A couple uh, of years ago. Dodgers, oh, number one, Dodgers are tied with the Astros. 99 and a half games is the over-under <sighs> for Dodgers and Astros. Then you got Braves, Yankees, Padres, Mets, Blue Jays, Phillies. Yes, Todd. So the A's ever going to play at a decent ballpark, it's going to require them moving to Vegas at this point. It sounds like Oakland has no interest in giving them anything worth playing in. Vegas is going to get a baseball team and an NBA team eventually. I don't know the time frame, but that's certainly been the chatter for a while. And that LeBron is going, from what I'm told, LeBron will be part of the ownership in Vegas. And I, had, I talked to somebody yesterday who reinforced that. Because we were talking about great memories with Seattle basketball. And I, I, I loved the city, and I loved watching those teams. And George Carl, you know, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Detlef, Shrimp. And um, I said, Seattle's got to get one, and Vegas has got to get one. And then I was told, yeah, Vegas will get it, and then LeBron will be part of that ownership. Yes, Pauline? You know, the Oakland A's have not been awful the past 10 years. They've made the playoffs six times of the past 11 seasons. That's not bad. That's better than a lot of franchises. And they don't spend. But nobody shows up. It's a terrible ballpark. They were down last year. Set total, oh my, this can't be right. Total attendance, 787,000. Uh, yeah. That's half of what it was three years earlier. Yeah. Whoa. That's like two weekends for the Dodgers, it feels right. like. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you know, baseball's had a lot of positives. But there's one thing that's going on right now that might be a real negative here. Bat boys and bat girls. Clubs are expected to have bat boys and bat girls in each dugout who can quickly assist players and umpires to comply with the pace of the game procedures by retrieving the bats and other equipment supplying the umpire with new baseballs, etc. This just came out. I don't know if you have, like, pro days where they go and, you know, like, the three-cone drill. How fast can you get to the plate and back? Or, like, you know, the ball boys or ball girls in tennis where you have to run real quick, and then you run real quick, and then you put your hands behind your back. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to do that. You imagine 12-year-old comes home crying. What happened? Uh, I got fired for being too slow. They yelled at me, Wendy, give him the battery. <laughs> Baseball is going to monitor the performance of bat boys and bat girls during the season to ensure compliance. <laughs> Imagine the GM has to call press conference. We're, um, we're moving on from Timmy. <laughs> Timmy was not cutting it. Yeah, what happened? I uh, just wasn't fast enough. Uh, we, uh, we designated him for assignment. He's going to have to go down to double A and get a little quicker. Wait, I got to go to double A? Yeah, you're going down to double A. You're going down to, to Trenton. You're going to get a little quicker here. Okay, I will. <laughs> Send a 12-year-old down. That sounds like we just wrote a commercial for ESPN. Remember when they had the, uh, the kid who got called up too soon? Uh, it, he was you know, brought up too soon. Yeah, great yeah and then we had to send him back down. And that's when he, he got on the air and he goes, Jimmy Key, what's he like, you know... 45, he sucks. And then it's like, <laughs> and then he has a press conference where they've sent him down to the minor leagues. Poll question for hour two is what, Seton O'Connor? Well, Dad, do you want to go with something off of, uh, we've been talking a lot about the NBA officials. All right. And Todd and Paul each sent in a question about mm. the officials. Mm. Uh, NBA officials' job performance are generally excellent, satisfactory, disappointing, atrocious. Those are interesting options. Or... 
Would you rather go with Paul's? It says referee and pro sports are mostly inept or doing good work. We're just overly critical. I think we're overly critical. Yeah, I think so. Yes, too. we are. And I do kind of want to see how many people say that they're atrocious. Yeah, Atrocious is a great word. All I can tell you is when you go to a game and you're there close to the action, and then if I said, hey, make the call. No, like right now, you got to make the call. And then you go, I, I look like pass interference. It, it's, and obviously their eye is trained to be looking for certain things. Or this happens when somebody's holding somebody's jersey or whatever it might be. And, but, you know, that can help you make the call. But I'm, I'm constantly amazed of how many times they get it right. And I'm not a mouthpiece for any of these leagues. You know, I have my issues with, you know, sometimes calls are just plain bad. And you have the chance to clean it up, and you don't even clean it up with replay. Then I have a real problem problem with that. Yes, Paul. Also, I think it's, you know, if we want to get a little psychology, I think people like to shift blame. It can't be our team that stinks. It can't be our guy that made a mistake. It's got to be the refs. Like, when your team's losing, like, the refs really screwed us. It's easier to blame the refs than to blame the team you love, and you have to stay and deal with. You well, don't that, know the name. That's why I think the Mavs, what they did, they're using that bad call as a scapegoat for losing at home. That was one play at the end of the third quarter. It wasn't two minutes to go in the game. It was two minutes to go at the end of the third quarter. Yes, Eden. But we do spend, say, like most Mondays of an NFL weekend complaining about a call that had nothing to do with any of the teams that we root for. You know, so like we, we could be impartial and be like, dang, the uh, Raiders really got screwed on that call. Yeah. You know, nobody's a Raiders fan, though. Oh. Well, there are Raiders fans, but no Raiders fans in Not here. in this building, yeah. Yes, Broncos fan. And the refs have to navigate flopping in the moment. Was that Did that person really get pulled down, or did they act like they got pulled down? And in a split second, you got to figure that out on top of your regular refing. Thank you, Tom. By the way, the wait is over. Will and the Banks family are back in a new episode of the hit Peacock original series, Bel Air. Stream it now. New episodes Thursday only on Peacock. We'll talk some football. The Jets have added a wide receiver. I don't know if he was on the list, the Aaron Rodgers list. Nicole Hardman, very, very fast receiver. I couldn't tell you how many catches he's had. I just know that every time they talk about Kansas City and their wide receivers, they talk about how fast Nicole Hardman is. I don't know if he catches a lot of balls. I just know he's really fast. And they traded away a guy who I love in Elijah Moore. I think, and I know he didn't want to be there. Man, I loved him at Old Miss. I, I just think he's a star. I mean, he had Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing to him. Now you got Aaron Rodgers, and now you want out? Or maybe they wanted him out? But... They got uh, they got Harden. I don't know if he's on the list. I'd be curious if uh, oh Matt oh yeah we got to wait till next Tuesday to have McAfee ask Aaron Rodgers was Hardman on your list? We'll take a break. Paul Pierce will join us coming up next. More of your phone calls as well. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Oh TireRack.com. They make it easy. They got uh, test tires. They got their own test track. They've got everything. They got a whole bunch of tires there, and they can help you make an informed decision. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, and then they'll give you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They have the full lineup of Kumo tires, Todd. 
Kumo Tires. Thank you, Todd. Mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. They bring the Kumo Tires or whatever tires you order right to your home or office and install them on site. Han Cook, too? They have Han Cook. Fantastic. Yes, they have uh, over 10,000 recommended installers, and uh, the tires are shipped fast and free. TireRack.com. TireRack.com to see the uh, Kumo test results and other special offers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Oof. Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Comes out every day, 6 p.m. Eastern. Recaps the show, 3 p.m. Pacific. Go to danpatrick.com. Put your email address in there, and the backroom guys will send it to you. It's a great recap of everything that happened on the show. I got the odds to lead baseball in home runs this year. It's according to DraftKings. If you said Aaron Judge, you're right. Who do you think is second on the list to uh, have the second most home runs this year, Marvin? Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, no. He's not in there. If you said Mike Trout, you would be correct. And then it's Pete Alonzo. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is also in there. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is also in there as well. I don't know what the over-under is on home runs this year, of how many they think. What, what was the number we had, like 45 and a half for uh, Aaron Judge? That sound about right? We'll get to phone calls coming up. Paul Pierce set to join us and uh, getting his uh, Zoom shot correct here. Seaton, would you update the poll results if you can? We'll talk to Lewis Riddick. He is at Bryce Young's Pro Day. 
that starts in an hour from now. He'll join us coming up in a half hour. He was at C.J. Stroud's Pro Day yesterday, as everybody was there from the Carolina Panthers family. But they're going to go to Bryce Young's Pro Day. I think everybody's going to Will Levis's Pro Day. They're seeing everybody. And from what I'm told, the Houston Texans like both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And I don't know if Carolina is trying to play games to see if Houston's going to go, well, they're going to take our guy. You know, this happened with uh, the Bears and the 49ers. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, we're going to take Mitch Trubisky. And instead of saying, yeah, go ahead. But, you know, the Bears are like, well, we'll jump up one, one spot because we want to get, they believe John Lynch, the Niners uh, GM there. Like, wait, they're going to take him. Okay. Uh, is Paul set to join us uh, for Seaton? Any moment. Okay, any moment there. And Seaton, would you update the poll results, please? Yeah, Dan, we're still putting up the new one, but it uh, sounds like Mark Cuban is going to get hit in the pocketbook because right now our audience thinks uh, 72% he'll get fined more than Luca mm. after last night. All right. Warriors beat the Mavs by two last night. By the way, uh, Giannis had 31 and 14. He played 24 minutes. Uh, Paul Pierce, Hall of Famer, NBA champ. 10-time All-Star, and uh, is the host of Showtime's Basketball Weekly digital series called Ticket and the Truth. So that's uh, with Kevin Garnett, regular contributor to Showtime's uh, Basketball What's Burning series. That's Burn In. I threw a G at the end. Alongside Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, Rachel Nichols, and Paul also contributing to the network's boxing coverage. Look at you. You're becoming a media star. you got an empire going on here. What's going on, Dan? Oh, man, I'm trying, man. I'm enjoying retirement, get to talk sports. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. I want to go back to uh, when you were drafted. So uh, what was that, 1999? <laughs> Well, there's a couple, because at the time, I didn't know who Michael Olawakandi was. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> he was number one. And this is not a knock on And I didn't know who Jason Williams was at the time. You know, all the other guys, I, I knew kind of who, who they were, because I don't believe Jason Williams. I know he went to Florida. He wasn't really touted as a, a, as a, a, a top player not, not in my, by the media. So I was like, once... You know, Olua Candy, then I knew Rayford Friends, Mike Bibby, these guys, Jameson and Vince. Then when Jason Williams, I was like, what? Who is that? <laughs> I didn't know what position he played or nothing. And so, and then it was just like, you know, I didn't know what was going on once it got past him. And then Tractor Trailer and Dirk Nowitzki? Tractor tra I didn't know who Dirk Nowitzki was either. And I was like, man, that was three guys I didn't even hear about going to college. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you they think are, you were going? I thought at worst I would go to Golden State at worst. That was the fifth pick, I believe, or fourth or fifth pick at worst. You know, but I thought originally I was supposed to go number two to Vancouver at the time, which is the Memphis Grizzlies now. And so once it got past top five, I was like, I was in the days over there. I was trying to keep a cool head, but I was, I was weary in the green room. But, you know, I don't know if you keep a chip on your shoulder because of that. How long can you keep a chip on your shoulder? 
uh, 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 until all the coaches and general managers are fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. most of them were after like my third or fourth year. <laughs> I think you might have stayed in college too long. <laughs> At the time, it, it, uh, I probably did. You know, but like junior year, think about it though, Dan. Junior year was leaving early back then. Yeah. Until Kevin Garnett jumped from high school, you know, guys leaving early was junior year. How? You know, and then, but that year, Stephon Marbury and Sharif Abdul-Rahim left as freshmen, and that kind of like the floodgates opened after that from high school players and freshmen leaving college and, and going to the pro. Who challenged you more in your face, Kobe or KG? Oh, man, KG. I had to see KG every day when he got to Boston. I mean, I mean goodness, that, that was like every day, and that was my boy. But when yeah, you were playing against, when he was in Minnesota, and, okay. and, and Kobe's with the Lakers, and then when you would face those teams. Most likely Kobe, because I matched up more with him. But I would never forget a game to where we played Minnesota, and I know I was playing against Wally Zerbiak, and I was like, I was, I was like having a pretty good game, and then KG switched off on me. <laughs> Didn't let me touch the ball for a whole two or three minutes, and I never felt anything like that. He denied me the ball, and then at half court, I mean, it was just like he—he he just all defensive principles went out the went out the window, and he just didn't want me to catch the ball. If you look at KG, and I, I'm always curious about this because we want you guys to win championships. So if LeBron leaves Cleveland, oh, you know, he's chasing rings, or Durant leaves Oklahoma City, KG was staying in Minnesota, and yeah. and and he was loyal. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kevin McHale and Danny Ainge make that deal. But you're like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you chase a ring, right. we're going to criticize you. And if you don't chase a ring, we're going to criticize you. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Kevin didn't chase a ring. We did it the more, you know, he, he got traded. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a free agent and I'm going to go here. So it looks a little bit different the way we put our, our pieces together than, you know, uh, LeBron going to Miami or or KD going to Golden State where, you know, you, you put these pieces together. Ours was kind of like we did it the more traditional way. And so it doesn't look as, as, as bad, I don't think. He's Paul Pierce, Hall of Famer, joining us. Who's your vote for MVP? Man, this is a tough one. Me and KG was talking about this yesterday. And this is, this is what we came to. We're watching MB close, but Giannis is playing against the Joker this weekend, I believe. Whoever has the better game and team wins should be MVP. Wow. How about we put the award at the scorer's table? Right, right. If Giannis goes in there and has like 35 and 15 and and, and they win the game in Denver, it goes – this is the closest I've ever seen the race because you can really toss a coin up and say you can give it to MB, nobody's going to be mad. You can give it to Joker, no one's going to be mad. You can give it to, to Giannis, and nobody's is going to be mad about it. I just think there's voter fatigue with Joker. You know, winning, you know, three three times, and then you put him in the category with Bird and Wilt and Bill Russell. It feels like that with the voters, that they're almost realizing, oh, my God, he can't win it three times in a row. Let's give it to Embiid. Yeah, I mean, but when you look at it, the, the number's not going to lie. And when, when I look at those three guys, Dan, he's doing the most with the least. He doesn't have a second all-star because, you know, Embiid has a James Harden, who's an all-time great, who should have been all-star, 
Drew Holiday and Middleton are all-stars in Milwaukee. We can't say that about anybody else in Denver. And, and he's the number one seed in the Western Conference, which nobody had Denver being on top of the West before the season started. So, he, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough to not give it to him, but I understand that there is voter fatigue. We saw the uh, incident last night with the Mavs and the Warriors, and Mark Cuban's probably going to get fined for his comments. And, you know, it was kind of a crazy call and then a timeout. And next thing you know, Golden State's gotten an easy two at the end of the third quarter. But having played the game, how many times would you go into a game and go, oh, damn, he's officiating? And you knew that he, he didn't like you. Man, a lot. You know, I always would. You know, the first thing, let me tell you this. This is a true story. You can ask Mike Gorman, you know, our sideline reporter. And before every game, I would go to the scores table and i say, who's refing tonight? And he'll, he'll show me the list of the three refs, and I'll just be like, oh, damn, this is going to be – and this will tell me if it's going to be a long night or not. And there are certain refs that didn't like – you know, maybe they didn't like Doc. It was somebody that certain refs didn't like somebody on our team or, or our coach. <laughs> Every night, I felt like. But there, I don't know how frustrating is that when you're like, I can't get a call, or they're gonna call you for a foul and you didn't foul anybody. Yeah, but see, the, the reason I asked before the game is so I could be mentally prepared to not get calls, or you know, all right, this is gonna be a fair, a fair fight tonight. So it, it really prepared me just knowing coming to the game. That all right. I know I can't look to expect any calls tonight, so I got to play through that. So it, it really helped me to know who was ref before the game. You got any grudges that you still hold against players? <laughs> any grudges against players? Yeah. No, I don't have any grudges anymore, man. I know. I know it may seem like uh, I don't like certain players, but no, I don't have. I don't have any grudges, man. I I, I think these guys are are they put their they sacrificed so much for the game of basketball and, you know, their families that, you know, I, I could never hold grudges. What about 10 years ago? Did you have some grudges? 10 years ago when I was in the game, well, I just played like I didn't like anybody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a grudge. I just didn't like you that day when we played against each other. You didn't like LeBron? I actually respected LeBron more than anybody, but he always brought out the best in me. Yeah. And it was easy to not like him because, you know, he, he he put up these historic games all the time on me. So I was just like, geez, I wish I was his age. Maybe I could have kept up with him a little more. <laughs> you can see and hear more of Paul Showtime Basketball's weekly digital series, Ticket and the Truth. And you can bet there's a lot of opinions there with uh, KG and a regular contributor to Showtime Basketball's What's Burning, uh, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, Rachel Nichols. I think I might have been at a strip club one night and Stephen Jackson was there in Indianapolis. <laughs> and I made it out alive, Paul. If Stephen Jackson there, you're going to definitely make it out alive. He got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, but, but I think I survived that one night. Uh, hey, great to talk to you. Congrats on uh, the career there, or the second career, and thanks for joining yeah. us. Oh, thank you, Dan. Always a pleasure. That's Paul Pierce, Hall of Famer there. Him and the uh, the ticket, KG. I love that nickname. And I loved KG in Minnesota because, you know, he was loyal, right? He was loyal. And you knew you were getting 24 points and 13 rebounds, and he was going to play great defense. And he cared. Yeah, Mark. 
I remember working a Celtics game when I first started doing uh, TV, and it was the most vulgar thing I had maybe ever been to. It's Kevin Garnett talking. F word, <laughs> F word, F word, other words, F word. It was just, it was a ast- I was astounded. Yes. F word, F word, other words, F word. Yeah. Yep. That, that sounds like a T-shirt. F word, F word, other word. F word, F word. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, let's see. Phone calls coming up, and top of the hour, we'll go to Bryce Young's pro day at Alabama. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeart Radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Uh, looks like we got another tweak in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball making a slight change to the new pitch clock rules but will not alter the most significant portions of the mandates that have shaved 25 minutes off game times this spring, according to a memo obtained by the mothership. What is the big tweak here, Paulie? They, they said there's there's a few, like there's certain things, like if a, a pitcher is off the mound to retrieve a ball and he's outside, mm. uh, you know, not back on the mound yet, they wait till he gets back to the mound. They're, they're finding little loopholes and stuff like this from spring training that they're, 
having a little leeway for people? Well, I said it initially, almost immediately, when I realized that you know the pitchers had a certain amount of time and a hitter had a certain amount of time, that it was a decide, decisive advantage for the pitcher. Because now I control the tempo of this. Hitters could always step out. They can make you wait on the mound, adjust. Now it's you have to be in there. The pitcher is the one who can wait a little while, walk around a little bit. He's got a few more seconds to play with, and it feels like this is an advantage there. By the way, anybody know how long the game went, United States against Japan? No pitch clock, no batter's clock. Anybody know how long that game went? You could have shifts in there. All the old stuff. There was nothing new in there. Yes, Pauling? Two hours and 47 minutes. All right. Seaton? Two hours and 52 minutes. All right. Yes, Todd? 256. All right. Ah, come on. <laughs> All right. One dollar. Uh, Marvin? Three hours. I think it was uh, 315. Dang! Which, once again, it goes back to, you can make a game quicker. Does it make the game better? Yes. Right, and it it it's about what happens in the game. You can it's same thing with a movie. It can be a movie that's two hours and it feels like it's three. You could have a three hour movie that feels like it's two. Baseball wasn't a great game. Yes, there was a lot of tension involved in it. It was good. There was a lot of drama in there. But if we get, I just want to take out the dead time that you have in baseball, and then you get more action because that's really what baseball has been lacking is more action, more movement, and bigger bases, of course. Are they going to still do the neighbor, the neighborhood call? Remember, at second base, they'd always do that because they didn't want you know, collisions. They didn't want you know, the shortstop or second baseman to be in a vulnerable position. Therefore, you didn't really have to tag the bag. I mean, now you've got a pizza box out there. <laughs> you should. Let's take away. Imagine that in other sports. You know, you were kind of in the vicinity of the end zone. A touchdown. Like, we don't do a neighborhood call there, but we do that because it had to do with player safety. When the commissioner comes on, I've got some questions for him. Is he joining us next week? He sure is. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Take a victory lap. Been a great six weeks for Major League Baseball, and we haven't even started the season here. Uh, Zoltan from Florida joins us on the show. Good to have you back. What's on your mind? Aloha, boys, again. Hey. Hey, um, so as far as Mark Cuban is concerned, um, I'm almost 99% sure, because I know for sure that NFL does this, but any fines, aren't, aren't NF, NBA fines also um, going to charity? So then there'd be a charitable contribution. So it would be a tax write-off for Mark Cuban, and he can go kicking and screaming and pay, you know, and have a tax write-off for himself. Well, I told Fritzy to reach out to the NBA to see if that was true. Uh, did you get any response? I have not just yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious if it is a tax write-off for Mark Cuban when he gets fined. Yes, Paul. Uh, half of the money from NBA from NBA player fines and owner fines goes to the NBA Players Association. The other half goes to the NBA. Both organizations tend to donate the money to charities of their choice. Not required. But is it a tax write-off? Checking. All right. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. Welcome back. Dan, I'm not trying to be argumentative. I just want to understand this. Uh, you said earlier that making the gesture of money was uh, implying that 
the refs were on the take and you can't do that. And I totally agree with that. My problem is when you look at Cuban's comments, he doesn't come anywhere near implying or suggesting that the refs were on the take. He's saying the, it was the worst non-call. If he gets fined for saying that, for just criticizing the refs, then I got, I got a problem with the NBA. Well, just, I, I, I mean, you can't, you can't say they're bad? Well, no, you can't. Yeah, I, I think that that, you know, Mark's got a track record there. You can't be critical of the officials. Even if you know you're right, and they know that you're right, you still, at least with David Stern, because Stern would not allow it. Yeah, Paul. According to Bloomberg, Bloomberg Text did an article on this. Like Robert Sarver had a $10 million fine, the owner of the Suns. Mm-hmm. Can he use that as a tax write-off? They don't think he can. He is paying it to the NBA. The NBA is donating to charity. So the NBA gets the tax write-off. Correct. <laughs> this is this, specul- this article written by Bloomberg. They don't know for a fact, but they believe that because of how the it, it's two stops the money, the person who's paying the fine does not get the tax deduction. All right. Patrick in Orange County. Good morning, Patrick. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning, gang. Uh, thanks for taking my call again this morning. Um, I wanted to weigh in on the referee situation. I totally kind of agree with what you guys have been saying all morning, as well as what Paulie was saying, just as far as the level of scrutiny. And I think you've said it best, is that the speed of the game makes it really, really challenging to what's going on. So um, as a high school coach, we deal with, quote, bad officiating every night. But I encourage coaches to go ahead and get in as a referee. So, you know, until you put yourself in the shoes, it's hard to be critical. All right. Thank you, Pat. Uh, Pat in Milwaukee joins us. Hi, Pat. Yeah. Hello, uh, Dan. I just wanted to weigh in on the uh, uh, ball boy uh, that you had, you were talking about the last hour. Yeah. I was a ball boy. Luckily, I was a ball boy. Started in the mid-70s for the Rockets, and I worked for eight years. I worked from fifth grade all the way through my first year of college. And uh, it was an awesome time. I got to see awesome players that no one knows about, like the smoothest George Gervin live. Got to see Moses Malone play live. One of the greatest players of all time. And then we got to see David Thompson. No one knows how good he really was. So it's uh Yeah, I think it would be great. You know, Fritzy goes, Well, do you want to be, you know, the guy who's out there with the mop? And I'm like, Yes. I'm that close to the action. The seats that I would have at the Cincinnati Royals games, they were way up top. If you said I could mop the sweat of Jerry West, I would drink the sweat of Jerry West. By choice. Yes. <laughs> I have had no, I no, but I to be that close, that'd be awesome. You could be twelve years of age and you're right there. I'd love it. You could be a ball boy at Wimbledon. John McEnroe's out there playing. I mean, how great is that? Yes, Tom. Bounce the ball to me, jerk. <laughs> well, if you get one of those, then you're you're just corrupted forever. I'd be great. McEnroe yelled at me. I'd love it. Because unless you bounce it directly at where their hand is. <laughs> it seems you have very, very, I don't know what kind of why do you training worry? They do. Why do you worry? Because I watch those matches, I feel bad for, the, for these kids. It's, they, they're so like tense, like they're going to get whipped if the ball isn't perfectly bounced. Okay, you know what I found? You could find the negative in anything. I don't mean to be that but way. But you can find the negative. I'm a generally positive, happy person, but when it comes to certain things. 
No, I worry about health things a lot. You know, just you know, it's but you, neurotic. You thing. find the negative. You do. I and, do. And, I do fear for those tennis ball boys and girls. The dirty looks that they get sometimes when they don't. You do it fear just, for them? Yeah, I just feel. I feel bad. They're running and scrambling to get the ball, and they want to be so perfect. I fear for them. <laughs> for their mental wellness, for their well-being. Lewis Riddick of the Mothership of the Panthers all in on C.J. Stroud, and he's at Bryce Young's Pro Day as we speak. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.